Welcome to The Read Along. A mini book club for your ears. I'm your host, Scott. I'm your other host, Anita. And join us on a journey through a good book, one one chapter chapter at at a time. time. Do you like talking about movies? Do you like talking about mediocre movies? Do you like talking about how you could have fixed mediocre movies? Well, I certainly do, and you can listen to me, Scott C. Bourgeois, along with my co-hosts Greg Beaver and Liam Kreswick, as we give our notes, and I have some notes. You can follow it now on your podcatcher of choice, or support it by visiting patreon.com slash I have some notes. So as we record this episode, our neighbor, our new neighbor across the alley, uh, is having his car worked on by someone from some local lube service who comes over and probably actually installing winter tires is what I suspect is going on. Because we've just had our first snow. First snowfall of the year, or of the season, I should say. Yeah, and um, the guy from the the lube place is doing a great job. I just want to preface that. But he's also setting off the car alarm repeatedly. This is for like three times now it's gone. Oh, at least. So if you hear some honking or beeping in the background, my apologies. That is out of our control. In our not at all soundproof, <laughs> luxurious basement studio here. Indeed. So uh, just that's going on. And yes, it, we have had the first snow as of this recording. Yes. As of uh, last night, I think it started. Yep. And this morning we got up to a, a soft white light blanket. Yes. And as is always the case, people immediately forgot how to drive. Yep. Because they haven't been driving on winter roads for months. Yes. And traffic was oh so slow this morning. Yeah. It didn't help that the snow started as kind of like a sleet and then that froze. So yeah. the roads were just a slip and slide. Extra slick. We all knew they were going to be extra slick. Yeah. But it was very slow going. Yeah. Because apparently it was a surprise to some people. <laughs> Wee. Yeah, we're dealing with snow, but in our novel, they're dealing with rain. Yes. Segway. Good segue. But we'll uh, start with a brief recap of our previous chapter in which Rosie goes and visits Masha, gets dumped on with marital woes, and asked for advice, which she does not give. And nor should she, no. to be honest. And then gets attacked by a mysterious assailant yes. on her way back home. And that leads us into chapter 28 of The Windsor Knot by S.J. Bennett. So it rainy, as I mentioned. <laughs> In our novel, yes. Yeah, the queen's having a bad time, actually. It, it's not it's not the best for her. No, because she is disappointed that Buckingham Palace's like garden party that was supposed to be all prepped for has been rained out for the first time ever, apparently. Yes. It's just it's too wet. It cannot be done. You cannot you cannot garden today because the garden is actually a swamp. Indeed. Right. Uh, and so that got canceled and she's kind of put out by that. Yes. Also, the horse show uh, is now threatened. Yeah. If the rain doesn't let up, the ground will be too wet and they won't be able to horse at the horse show. <laughs> Correct. Because it will be hard on the horses well, or yeah. dangerous on the horses. Uh, yes. Also, super muddy. Yeah. And just not pleasant for anybody. Like, Indeed. Nobody wants to be out in torrential rains watching horses trying to perform in torrential rains. Yeah. N- ain't nobody wants that. Yeah. So the queen's a little put out by that. She's also put out by the news of what happened to Rosie. Well, Yes. <laughs> 
Yeah, because Rosie takes a personal day the next day, very understandably. Apparently, Sir Simon kind of insisted, like, take an extra day. Uh, I believe the terminology that the Queen used was that she was indisposed. Yeah. And that was concerning because, you know. Rosie is very accommodating. Yes. And to be indisposed is, you know, that coded language for, oh, something wrong. Yeah. And so when she inquires, Sir Simon confesses that she was attacked. And so she's taking like a mental health day, basically. Yes. And the queen is very understanding and actually a little contrite the next day when Rosie comes back in because she feels like she put Rosie in harm's way. Well, yeah, she did, but I... But not intentionally. Yeah, not intentionally. It's not like she asked Rosie to go out and fight the baddies in, you know, hand-to-hand combat. Oh, yeah, and Sir Simon does let the queen know, like, Rosie's fine. She beat that guy up, and the queen is like, yes, that's my girl, yeah. Well, to be fair, I'm sure to Sir Simon, Rosie was the victim of a mugging. Yeah, he doesn't know the circumstances. Right? And he even says, like, this poor fool didn't know he was attacking a war veteran. Yeah. Right? Who could take him down without blinking an eye. Yeah. That said, though, I feel like the Queen would be more comfortable putting McLaughlin in danger than Rosie. Okay. Now, is that an experience thing, a position thing, or a sexism thing? I think maybe a little combination of all three. All right, then. Because let's be fair, the Queen is a bit old school. And while she's clearly, like, pleased that her assistant personal secretary was more than capable of handling the mugger. I feel like she would be more reticent to ask Rosie to do something immediately dangerous, especially because Rosie's in a position in the staff. Yes. Whereas McLaughlin's kind of at arm's reach. He's got a history in security specifically. I think that she would be a little more comfortable. I don't I don't think she would want to put him in danger. Don't misunderstand. But when she found out that he was being tailed, she didn't blink at that. She was just like, oh, well, you know how to handle yourself. Well, when she found out, wasn't attacked. No, but even if he had been, I'm sure she would have been like, oh, you handled it. We're good. Rosie getting attacked, I think is, it, it hits a little closer to home. And I feel like maybe there is a little bit of, well, you know, she's a woman. Mm, I mean, it could be. Yeah. Or it could be that she knows McLaughlin better than she knows Rosie. That's also true. Right. And doesn't know what Rosie's capable of yet. That's also true. Right? And, and, and Rosie Rosie is closer to her. Right? Nah. McLaughlin is a step removed. He is retired. Right? Okay. No, no longer, I think I like, misunderstood what you meant by closer to. Oh, yeah. That too. Because the queen definitely knows McLaughlin oh, better. Oh, 100%. He knows her schedule. He knows when he can phone her safely. Yeah. Right? Without, you know. Having to go through channels. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, you know, setting off any red flags or anything. Right? Exactly. Yeah. But Rosie is currently on her staff. Yeah. Right? She sees Rosie on a regular basis as part of her Rosie's duties, right? She wants to keep Rosie a little closer. Well, and the, I, I mentioned as well, there's also the optics of it. Like the assistant personal secretary of the queen just got mugged. Yeah. That's a bad look. If she was putting Rosie in harm's way relatively frequently, that would be a bad look for the palace. Yes. So, whereas again, McLaughlin is kind of at arm's length. But at any rate, The queen feels bad. And Rosie actually tries to like brush it off. She's like, well, you didn't know. I had been invited to go see Masha. I went and spoke with her. She dumped all of these marital woes on me. And then wouldn't you know it, one of Yuri's like hired goons came after me on the way back. And the queen's like, was it Yuri though? Well, that was our theory. Yeah. It was my leading theory is that it was Yuri, but I wasn't sure. And the queen doesn't agree with you. No. No. And And I'm okay with that. That actually catches Rosie off guard. She's like, well, I just... Kind of assumed that it was Yuri and the queen's like, yeah, but you were asking about 
Rachel Stiles. Rachel Stiles' contact lenses. And Rosie's like, yeah, I was just asking about the contact lenses. And the queen's like, and that might have put you in danger. Because you might have been asking the wrong questions. Yeah. The fact that you brought up Rachel Stiles at, at all, all right? may have set off some red flags with some bad people who tried to get rid of you. Yes. Which says to me that they're onto her. The her being Rosie. Yeah. Right? We weren't sure about that last chapter, but the queen kind of puts it in place here. She's yeah. like, no, you got overheard asking questions. Someone found out they sent someone after you. Someone thankfully clumsy. But to be fair, the people who were tailing McLaughlin were also clumsy. Or at least not as good as he is. No. And the queen, like, straight up says, like, you're sticking close to me for the rest of this case. I don't want you in any more danger. <laughs> McLaughlin can deal with all the stuff outside of the palace. We'll keep you close. And to be honest, she might be done with McLaughlin right now anyway. But we don't he know. might be. His role may be finished. Yeah. And part of the reason for that is because toward the end of the chapter, the queen bangs her shin, chasing after one of the corgis. <laughs> Uh, She's just, just having a rough day. Just to continue with the bad time and ends up like put up in bed with like, like an cold, ice pack. Yeah, yeah, cold compress. And you'd think she was like really down and out about that. But Sir Simon puts a smile on her face, surprisingly <laughs> to him. he's He was like, I'm afraid I have some bad news. It turns out that Gavin Humphreys and MI5 have opened up an entirely new avenue of investigation. Apparently... They've they found this a is, lead. They found a new lead. Out. Yeah, and they, this is going to take longer. And the queen is like, "Oh, have they? Oh, wonderful! Keep me apprised." <laughs> <laughs> well, not exactly that, because he does ask, "Do you want to be kept in the loop?" And she's like, "I'm sure they'll tell me if there's anything. Yeah, it's fine. Like, it's fine. It's fine. Just let them go." Yeah. So uh, obviously, her planting those seeds maybe bore some fruit. Yes, I was so worried that Humphreys was not going to uh, take the bait as the wrong term for it. That he was so myopic that he discounted. Yeah, exactly. That he wasn't going to, like, take that hint, use that seed. Well, th it was followed by that CCTV footage, which we don't which know Which we about. still don't know about. So uh, maybe that actually really drove that home for him. Maybe. In a way that Great. he couldn't just discount as sheer coincidence. Yeah. So this chapter left me with thoughts. I have thoughts. But please, share your thoughts. Okay. So I genuinely wonder if they're going to find Rosie's attacker. My guess is no, because she has a clear enough description of him mm -hmm. and he has some very specific injuries yep. such that if he went to a public hospital, they would find him. Yeah. They and, would know him. And if he was working in some sort of espionage capacity, he's probably already out of the country. Probably. Like there's a good chance he's already been moved. Yeah. And receiving care from someone privately. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's my guess. My hope is he's smart enough to stay away from a public hospital. But you never know. Never know. We don't know. Because we don't know from whence he came. That is correct, right? yes. So, and I also wonder if our inclement weather isn't also going to play into this investigation a little bit. Because suddenly the queen's going to have some free time. That's if true. If her garden party has been canceled, right? If the well, horse show is canceled. In fairness, though, we think she's pretty much pieced it together at this point. She's just not sharing it all with us because she's working her queen magic. Yeah. We, we all saw what happened the last time the queen had some free time and a little bit of time to think. That's true. Right? She was on a drive somewhere and the whole case just fell into place for her. Yeah. Right? So I wonder what happens when the queen has some free time. Oh, well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Maybe we'll find out as we move into chapter 29 of our novel. Yeah. Yeah, this one's a bit of a short chapter. 
went by pretty quick. Yeah, short and sweet. Very it to was, the point. Yeah, mostly a follow-up from last chapter. Last episode went a little bit longer. This one, a little bit shorter, but that's okay. Uh, you'll want to read up on chapter 29 in time for next week. In the meantime, of course, as always... You can give us a little rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. We appreciate those so much. Yeah, we also appreciate hearing from you on social media. Absolutely. We are on uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Goodreads. We are at The Read Along on most of those. Yeah, we'll probably be on Blue Sky at some point in the near future as well. I've got a couple invite codes for that. Yeah, we should. Yeah, you're right. You can also send us an email. Absolutely. We are thereadalong at gmail.com. And with that said, as always, we love you very much, and we'll see you next time. For more exposition, I hope. Thank you for joining us on The Read Along with your hosts, Anita and Scott Bourgeois. All Read Along music is by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Cover art is by Aaron Beaver. Be sure to join us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Read Along, and check out our group on goodreads.com. Thank you.